Welcome to the Dive In Movie Cast, a film podcast where two unqualified critics give their opinions and try and differentiate themselves from every other podcast out there. My name is Hayden. And I'm Wesley. And I'm Gerardo. Yeah, we got the whole And squad. I'm Joe. There we go, yeah. <laughs> got everybody in the building. What's happening? <laughs> this is dope. This is dope. Yes, long overdue, long overdue listeners. Thank you everyone for joining. But uh, this special collab is again, long overdue with the boys from the Diamond Movie cast. Uh, yeah, I mean, this episode outline is gonna be us just chopping it up, um, explaining our relationship to, to DC. And then we're gonna do some entertainment updates and we're gonna get into this long weighted movie review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So this Let's episode go. is lit. Let's go. Let's go right into it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, what, what, fellas, I mean, I, I, we really want to just hear more from you guys and hear about who you are. And we also want to hear, you know, we discussed about our relationship to to D.C. and and so much. <laughs> so um, I really want to just hear from you guys, man. So I'll, I'll let you guys take the lead, Hayden and Wesley. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so hyped to have the, the Snyder Cut finally here, man. Like. Mm-hmm. the the 2017 movie is the ultimate disappointment to anyone who's a who's a fan of dc yes. so to actually be here with like a, a pod that i love so much talking about this movie the fact that it's even real is like it's pretty crazy you know yeah 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 it's, it's really awesome to finally get to see this like come to life um after so long it being like oh this garbage movie i just kind of forgot about and then have it being shown again and i'm like oh my goodness this is amazing i love this why didn't why wasn't this in theaters why did they yeah, not yeah, I, was, I was ready to hate on it too i was like oh man it's gonna be like the same basic skeleton of the movie the same outline it's like just a little more fleshed out and it was like the opposite of that it oh was, my god it was like a new movie it was like a new movie <laughs> that i'm big on the tone the tone of this just felt completely different and mm-hmm. uh, it was just very rewarding for everyone who was a fan and it shows the what's possible when the fans really speak up and use their voice and rally yeah, i'll be honest you when i when i first saw like release the snyder cut i like dismissed it so quick i was like dude like Same, this man. is not this is not a thing there's no way this is gonna happen so seeing the movie actually come to life and like seeing like yeah. Zack snyder like he really put all of his heart into it and i'll be honest yes. you like the the four autumn thing at the end kind of got to me you know so i was like damn oh yeah i, I loved it i heavy. loved it that'd be a cool shirt i'd love to i can imagine that as a you know what I'm saying? Straight yeah. up. Oh, for yeah. real. I'd probably do that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. for real. There was definitely a couple moments here where, where I found myself getting like a little emotional, you know, like just uh, seeing these characters come together in an actual cohesive way, like fleshed out and everything. And especially yeah. the four, the four autumn thing at the ending, like this is a, it's definitely like a, a labor of love for Snyder. So the fact that we're yes. actually able to watch it now is, is great. Yeah, I don't even think so- he got paid for this, right? Like he didn't even... Yeah, he didn't. I don't think he got paid. Yeah, I don't. I don't think a lot of them. Like I think Ben Affleck shot his stuff for free. Jared Leto shot his stuff for free. Yeah, well worth it. That's so dope. So 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 you guys mentioned your relationship with uh with DC uh growing up. You guys uh yeah yeah. You guys want to talk about that a bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, See what we all think about DC. (laughs) Yeah. I I watched a lot of like the animated shows as a kid. Um, I was so into like Justice League Unlimited and all that stuff and. Uh, even now, yeah. like watching things like Justice League Dark and the animated yes. movies they come out, I love their animated movies. They're so good. And so They're the best, like having those childhood memories of watching those shows and then seeing it come to life on the big screen is 
it, there's the little kid inside of me who would like wrap a towel around his shoulders and be like, I'm Batman, like it came to <laughs> life. I was like, yes, finally. Yes. Yeah. I mean, same for me. Like DC was like earliest memories of me. Like I, I was obsessed with Batman. Like there's, there's so many pictures of me like dressed as like a five-year-old me dressed as Batman. Right. Like th- <laughs> that was just always my, always my shit. And so like, yeah, yeah. Every, every week I was watching that, uh, the OG justice league TV show and like static shock was a big one for me. I loved that one. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, and just kind of yeah. just the whole thing, right. Just all those, all those DC shows and, and movies from like the early two thousands were like, what really got me and like Spider-Man was always my vibe in like Marvel. But like when it came to like the stuff that I really loved, it was always like Flash, Green Lantern, Batman, Superman, Wonder yeah. Woman. Right. I mean, I mean, you go back to like uh, just historically and it's like the the Justice League is just cooler than than the Avengers. And they've always have been until the movies <laughs> came out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've always found the storylines behind a lot of these DC characters to be just so profound they're so dope and there's so many different types of uh universes that they have you know what i mean i, I feel uh growing up for me it t- kind of to caveat off of hayden um i used to wake up saturday mornings for static shock you know what i'm saying i used yeah, to watch the, the yeah the og justice league with john stewart as the green lantern and the animated batman series so growing up dc was always teen titans uh, yeah teen titans yeah, <laughs> yeah it yeah. was always the move man and as corny as those uh batman movies were even with george clooney i used to watch those all the time growing up um so i i had high expectations for the live action versions of these dc characters and i feel like they finally paid off in this Snyder Cut. Yeah, and you know I, was, I was ready to be disappointed too, just because yeah. I, one of the first comic books I ever read was The Death of Superman. Mm. Like, oh. I was like, I was little. <laughs> I yeah. was like like three years old or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, was Cyborg Superman looks cool. Um, but like, uh, you know, it's like uh, once once you take it for its own uh, universe, the Snyderverse, and it's like um, the way that he puts everything in context, you know, like it, it, it made me, enjoy the way it made me even like not mind the way he did the death of superman you know which was like really divisive in that last movie like absolutely this movie like totally like uh it pays it off like it's it it makes it worth it you know yeah yeah that's Mm -hmm. a big thing the death of superman yeah i feel you yeah if you're going to do the death of superman and you're not going to bring in cyborg superman or the uh or or superboy or anything it's like ah man that's just kind of risky but um yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know this one this one pays like or steel you know what i mean like we could have seen yeah. steel but mm-hmm. it's like uh I, I think it pays it off you know yeah very much so very much so uh so with, with that being said joe you know what i'm saying what's your relationship with dc and then you can roll right into these entertainment updates my guy um well i probably don't have as much as a relationship in this group but like i mean i've watched you know like Batman animated series and Batman Beyond, which I hope we get in live action. Yes, I'm glad you brought up Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond is sick. Yes. But um, yeah, no, I mean, just thinking about it, it's like these DC characters, when you think about them, it's like they're the household superhero name, you know, like everybody knows Batman, everybody knows Superman, you know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, no, these, the DCEU like doesn't have like the best movies or anything, but you know, like. I, I'm hoping they get a win. And they did kind of get a win with this one. So they yeah. did. They did. 
Yeah, I find DC characters, it's like their powers are kind of the foundation of every type of superhero. Like every interpretation of superheroes bases it off super speed or super strength. Yeah. Yeah. You know what Mar I mean? Marvel has ripped off DC a lot more than, than DC has uh, ripped off Marvel. That's that's for sure. I'd have to agree, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> I, I agree yeah. with that as well. Well, yeah, it's it's a lot of this, like Jack Kirby did a lot of like bouncing between the two companies, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, but besides that, it was also like whatever would be popular. Like Marvel would be like, oh, we need we need that our version of that. Jack, with the thing with Jack Kirby that was really cool is that uh, he did like uh, the Eternals, and then he did like New Gods and Old Gods, and New Gods and Old Gods are way cooler than the Eternals. <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? Like, <laughs> like, uh, man, I'm not looking forward to that movie. Yeah, no one gives a shit about. I forgot that movie was coming out, and so I oh, y'all right big now. sleeping yeah. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> They got, they got a good cast. Hayden, I think Joe Hayden cast. Wesley know Chloe Zhao is getting a lot of hype right now. <laughs> loving ahead, Chloe Zhao right now, like absolutely loving her. So I, I'm I'm kind of excited for Eternals because I just want to see what she does with it. Yeah. What, what, what movie did she direct this year? Nomadland. Nomad. I thought so. I thought so. Nomadland. That's pretty oh, cool. Okay. Which was actually uh, my, my favorite movie from last year. I, I love that movie. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see how she transitions from making like such a a slow burn like character piece to like make him like a big cast superhero movie. It's, she's yeah, a just, weird just pick for all, that movie. But. All the talk around the Eternals right now is just, it's very intriguing because they're trying to like talk about it, how it's like, it's going to be like a, like quote unquote, like artsy superhero movie, you know? So mm. I'm with it. I, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm sleep on Eternals, but I'm hyped for Shang, uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shang-Chi is going to be cool for sure. I mean, um, in, in regards to DC, though, like what um, what are some of your favorite characters? Like which characters kind of resonated with you guys the most out of out of that group hmm. from the I really liked uh, I mean, I've always liked Batman and like I always yeah. like no matter, yeah. you know, Bat now the DC universe is especially Batman centric when it comes to the comic books and the multiverse stuff and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but back in the day before it was like so oversaturated with Batman, he was still kind of like the standout to me, at least just because uh, he's so cool. He's just the normal guy and, and like literally like DC makes it a point that their heroes are gods like more so than marvel does you know yes. it, it does the gods you know it's even gods among us like that type of thing mm -hmm. and um, if you read kingdom come uh from the 90s and compare that to to marvels which is like you know I, I compare those because those those two stories were both uh you know drawn by alex ross with that realistic art style yeah and i don't know when you see something that's so similar in art style you kind of see what stands out from the two companies and and dc has like this it just feels so grounded even though the characters are less grounded than marvels you know so and, right, and that's sure. why bat and batman is like the epitome of that to me right i think that has a lot to do with good storytelling because uh my characters i enjoyed hayden batman was a classic one you know what i mean it's because th there were so many different stories about him and they were told well um so batman was always a favorite of mine i superman grew on me more as i got older because before i thought he was super cheesy and i'm just like you know we know what his weaknesses are but i believe a lot of more storylines became more developed and superman became more versatile so I, superman started becoming one yeah. of my favorite should, that was later i recommend a all-star superman if yeah. you guys haven't read that one or i think it's an animated it's a movie. movie yeah yeah all-star superman he gets super cancer and it's really it's <laughs> he has like Jeez. a weird yeah, it's it's a really good story though. It is a really it's good really, story. Really good. It it shows how makes you appreciate Superman and what he what he is. Oh, exactly, exactly. It like shows you through the eyes of what he sees on a daily basis, and yeah, it puts Lex, it puts Lex Luthor 
it gets hit. I don't even want to give too much away, but it's it's really dope. But yeah, growing up, man, even Static Shock was a favorite of mine. I enjoyed seeing a black superhero. Um, I enjoyed seeing Jon Stewart hold it down as Green Lantern because again, it's cool to see superheroes who look like me. So for sure, uh, man. yeah, for growing sure. up, Batman, Green Lantern, Superman. Yeah, those are some of my favorite characters, bro. And again, they were finally translated right rightly on uh, on this screen. It was a big collaboration in the Snyder Cut, big collaboration of dope, classic DC characters. Even, you know, Martian Manhunter's little cameos. It was just like, wow, that's that's just cool to see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, for me, for me oh, on my end, it's probably, uh, it has to be Batman just because like, like he, he doesn't yeah. really have powers, you know? He's just like super smart. And um, I mean, money helps too, you know? But mm-hmm. <laughs> like- He's cooler than Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, he he's cooler than Iron Man. Iron Man's kind of like, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I have to go Batman just because he, like, even though, like, someone is, like, overpowering him or, like, has superpowers, he will figure out how to take him down. So resourceful. <laughs> Bro, he goes toe-to-toe with Darkseid sometimes. He is he is having a conversation with Darkseid. It's like, this nigga can give you the Omega Beams in a second, but somehow you're, you're negotiating with this new god. It's It's so easy to go with Batman in so many different situations. But yeah, I feel you, Joe. I feel like so many people uh, relate to Batman that way because it's just like, oh, you're telling me if I'm smart and rich, then then I can be Batman. You know? <laughs> like, I can do what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And so like that was I mean, from such a young age, that was definitely like my, my number one. And in regards yeah. to what you said about um about Jon Stewart and Green Lantern, I, I didn't really ever grow up with Hal Jordan. Like Jon Stewart was kind of my definitive Green Lantern. Right. Right. So, when I when I seen the live action one with Ryan Reynolds, like my dad had to kind of like give me like the the history of like Hal Jordan, and I was just like, nah, it should be the other dude because that's the one that I <laughs> that I always cared about more. Yeah, I always thought Green Lantern was black. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, whoa, 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 what's he doing? That's not. <laughs> but I was even like, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Even Hal Jordan is a great character, and though. that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Hal Jordan mm-hmm. is done right. You know, him and John Stewart can really collab, and yeah, they're yeah. Di- they're different. That's why I like about the Green Lanterns. Uh, to go off on a tangent here, I really like the Green Lanterns too, just because they've all been so different, and they've always been like the diverse ones. Like, yes, um, they, they like it's always been like so much more progressive. Like uh, on the Green Lantern side of the comic book thing, Jessica Cruz, uh, Jessica Cruz, like she, yeah. she's like the main Green Lantern now, and it's cool to have that representation. It's cool that uh they they did John Stewart. They had right. um Hal Jordan. They they it's just yeah, man. I love I love DC because they've always been about representation. So when when all the companies kind of try to go towards that direction, DC already had it. DC had the built-in mm-hmm. representation because they've been doing it all these years. Unlike Marvel, that has to recast all these characters now as as different race. You know, that's exactly and, and what like, they're doing. They're doing it with Thor. They're doing it with yeah, and they're trying to check these boxes. But, but with and, DC, it's always been there. Exactly, it's just the characters who were there, and they're well developed, and and it's it's not this pandering shit that Disney mm-hmm. be doing, man. I yeah. feel that. I, what about I, you, Wesley? I, yeah. I hate to sound like a broken record. Uh, I I love Batman. Uh, he's awesome, amazing. <laughs> I think we could all just keep praising Batman for a while, but I don't have to. Uh, but I also really like uh, The Flash. Like, I'm a huge Flash fan. Thank um, you. I watched some of the, I think I watched up to like season three of the CW Flash show. And then I was just like, uh, this isn't oh, really yeah. the Flash I, I want. Show. Yeah, it's <laughs> it got it started to get really bad. And the CGI just started to get worse and worse. And I was just like, CW CGI. Uh, Did you guys yeah, see the no. redesign for the Flashpoint movie, though? Like the the, the costume? It looks really yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a dope suit. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with like Batman or Flash. And like, I love the Green Lanterns too. Uh, I love how they're always so uh, diverse. And like, uh, even in the Justice League movie, we don't even see a human Green Lantern. It's just like a random alien that's just there right. uh, hanging yeah. out and fighting with them. And so I love how it's those, the Green Lanterns are never like just, oh, it's just a bunch of dudes. It's like, no, this is like a race of aliens from all over the galaxy. And normal yes. Yeah. And like, this mix of just everyone. And so I, I really like the Green Lanterns as well. Yeah. I would like to see when the Green Lanterns make a big screen appearance, I would like for it to be where DC, where the Justice League is kind of already doing their thing. And then it, it's such a big threat that the Green Lanterns have to come in. Yeah, they're, they're, you know what I'm their, saying? They're getting their TV show, remember? Yeah, yeah. For, so uh, I, I, from what I understand, they're going to do the TV show. They are doing and the show. Then, and then they're going to have the movie uh, focus on it. The show's gonna focus like on three lanterns, I think, and then like the movie's gonna focus on a, on probably John Stewart, I think. Mm -hmm. John Stewart and Hal Jordan. I think it's gonna focus on both of them. Oh, I uh, love that shit, man. Uh, but yeah, I remember just again to go off on a tangent when I was working at Warner Brothers. That was my first job out of college, uh, Warner Brothers Studio Tour Hollywood. And when you go around the lot, there's a there's a DC area, and you're able to see all the Batmobiles from each one. So you can see the Tim Burton Batmobile, you can see the Chris Nolan Batmobile, the Tumblr, and then you got to see like the Aquaman costumes, the Wonder Woman costumes, and I can, you can really appreciate. I've always appreciated the aesthetic of DC characters when they're brought to the live action, um, and even the look in this Snyder Cut movie, like the aesthetic, it it looks different than the 2017 justice league so um i just had to mention that because working at working at warner brothers was dope as fuck and seeing the actual i was on i remember working one day and they were filming a scene with william defo and it was a big ass just tank you know big ass water tank and uh we're just walking by and say yeah william defo is up there doing a scene for aquaman it's like fuck me like it's just uh yeah so i i, I really dc personally has uh i have a connection with because of that experience alone. So uh, all the more reason why this, this not a couple hey, of It's Willem. <laughs> Defoe. Willem Defoe. All right. It's not Willem even William. Oh, it's, my, it's, it's Will, Willem Defoe. My fault, Willem. And, and I'm a fan too. So no, no. I remember when I found out it wasn't William, I was like, Willem, really? That, that has, and I looked it up. It's like, yeah, it's Willem. It's Willem. It's Willem, Willem the boy. I, yeah. I used to the, say William like dropping. so much. Like, <laughs> and then somebody corrected me. I was like, uh, oh okay uh whoops i guess i've been My saying bad. His name wrong for like years yeah and it's willem as in will em yeah <laughs> willem willem <laughs> so it's very easy to spell uh but yeah so i mean do, do we do we have enter entertainment updates that we wanted to do uh yeah boy I, I i thought it was a pretty slow news week but what about uh what about y'all um hayden wesley did, did anything catch your guys' eye I mean, yeah, it actually has been a pretty quiet week in regards to like actual news being announced. I mean, there was the uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier first episode, which came out. And so yeah. and I mean, I, I guess the only real big things that come to mind are the Snyder Cut and uh, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, like not, not like crazy, like castings. The or... Snyder Cut took o really took over this week. Dude, it's it all I'm yeah. hearing about. I, I haven't heard about anything else on my Instagram. Like, just scrolling the feed on the dive yeah. in. I'm like, even okay. People that like don't like comic books or anything. Like, they're they they sat through the four hours and they really liked it. Oh it's my weird. gosh, did not feel mm -hmm. like four hours. It felt it it, did, it didn't feel like four hours to me. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, it's funny. The the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We I watched it yesterday, 
Um, and my wife, <laughs> she called. She said, "You want to watch the Black Falcon? The Black Falcon and Winter Soldier." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm like, okay, so uh, Falcon is black, but it's not the Black Falcon." <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so oh, we she, can no wait, she it, yeah. she legitimately thought his name was Black Falcon. Oh yeah, she was like, "You want to watch <laughs> the Black Falcon and, and Winter Soldier?" <laughs> she's she's getting like, black. I see why that would. There's Black Panther. And Falcon is black, but it's just Falcon and Winter Soldier. And yes, we can watch it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have our our own conversation about Falcon and Winter Soldier. But yeah, it was it was cool. It's, it exists. It's it ex- not bad yeah. or good, but it exists. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's in a, a Marvel presence, you know, in a an Avengers presence, you know, after WandaVision. So it's hey, got some little action in there. So mm-hmm. that's uh, pretty much exactly how I felt about it. I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a show. I'm I'm excited to see it. Like maybe yeah. in later episodes it'll grow on me a bit more i didn't hate it or anything but yeah. oh, it was yeah. kind of like wor- feels like world building yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean i guess on that note do you guys want to kind of get into the snyder cut let's do it let's oh do it. it's that time very well okay cool so zach snyder's justice league is a movie that has kind of uh been in the works for like since like what like 2015 or something yeah, it was, uh, it's crazy because it was actually shot back to back with uh, Batman versus Superman, and uh, that's why it is four hours. Because uh, I feel like this movie, uh, you know, uh, it could have been trimmed down to like maybe a three and a half hour movie or yeah. a three three hour movie for a theatrical cut, maybe. Yeah, for real. Because uh, like, yeah. if the reason why it's it's four hours is because every character has a really slow mo drawn out scene of them just doing yeah. something random <laughs> yeah so we are so we are doing so we are doing spoiler alerts on the off the top we really we have to mention that the if if you don't like Zack snyder this movie isn't for you this movie's very Zack snyder very uh, Zack more, snyder. yeah it's yeah. more it's more man of steel than batman versus superman though you know what i mean it feels more tonally and story-wise like man of steel than than it does batman versus superman it feels like especially in the superman parts yeah. man like, bbs x snyder just went crazy and mm-hmm. and this, this one, one cleaned it up yeah this he, one even yeah. cleaned up the flash scene which no one understood in batman v superman when mm-hmm. flash goes this one kind of helped explain that further yeah yeah you know so we'll get into it real quick so from the beginning uh it's already a completely different movie uh the movie starts off with uh Wait it's a really comic booky sequence where uh superman screams and his sound yeah. waves are going across <laughs> the world <laughs> and activating different mother boxes yeah. at, at first i didn't kind of like that choice but it grew on me the longer the scene went on i was like oh it's just like a comic book i could yeah <laughs> and fucking scene like joe yeah. said that shit went on <laughs> that's what I sound did. waves went everywhere <laughs> i was like okay that, that, I, I get that's it what now. i felt about the whole movie though it felt, it felt really comic comic booky yes, um very and it's like uh zach snyder is really good when it comes to visual storytelling like there's not not a lot of dialogue in this movie but, mm-hmm. but a lot, you, you still understand what's going on you have Absolutely. to watch the movie you know you can't like be on your phone or, or have it on in the background and listen to what's going on you have right. to you have to actually watch what's going watch on it yeah, so so the beginning of the movie here, um, that's how that's how this one starts off with Superman screaming and waking up all the mother boxes. So you get uh you get some more context here as opposed to the theatrical version where it starts off with weird Superman with the with the lip, the CGI. Mm-hmm. Oh, the lip! I'm the so glad it was not. I'm so glad it was not CGI'd in the Snyder Cut. If I had to look at that lip for four hours, I would probably <laughs> cry. Yo, I, yeah, I hate that fucking CGI lip, man. That shit is so ugly, and just like 
the worst way to start the movie is like that stupid podcasting kid like coming up to him and asking him like why he likes Ooh. I don't even, it was such a why dumb he likes scene, Earth? Man. He, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah he's like why do you like Earth and, and Superman <laughs> just smiles at the camera with his weird lip with that nasty mouth face. dude that nasty <laughs> smile I was like no nah, worst man. mouth in Ever. And, yeah. and, and right after that scene, we're th- uh, on the original cut, we're thrown into Gotham City, this w- weird, colorful neon city now, as opposed to what it was in the last movie, it's really trying to be really burden esque. And uh, it's Batman uh, with the criminal and basically captures a parademon. And and throughout the beginning of the original movie, uh, that this is how the heroes are kind of alerted to Steppenwolf's presence. They're alerted through... Uh, through all the parademons kind of going around the world, smelling fear, yeah, trying to find scene. the mother box or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, mm. You fear, know, they, they try to compress it. <laughs> it's so it's so awful. Okay, like they, they explode as soon as they get they get uh, fucking captured and shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, after that, um, you know, it's kind of the same thing with the Aquaman scene. Um, uh, it, it just feels weird to me that Joss Whedon felt the need to reshoot like a lot of these scenes when it, they didn't need reshooting. The dialogue was fine and it was like such slight dialogue adjustments. And, uh, yeah. it, you know, it's really funny because in the original cut, like there's some continuity errors where like Ben Affleck will be looking pretty good one scene and then he looks kind of puffy like the next scene because, you know, he was going through it at that time uh, mm-hmm. of the reshoots. And it's like, not even just Ben Affleck, other actors like Gal, Gal Gadot has like a different ponytail in <laughs> certain scenes. It's just, it's, uh, it's distracting. And in this movie, it was like, uh, you know, whether it's good or not, it was nice to see a cohesive vision for, for something. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, after, after the intro, we're introduced uh, to Aquaman. And I thought Jason Momoa was way better in this movie. When, oh, what do you guys think better. about that? Yeah, totally. I think he, uh, it just, I really like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I think it totally diverts who I think would be Aquaman, which is just like, I don't know. I feel like yes. it would be almost like a cardboard cutout, just like uh, Captain America style kind of guy. Um, but yeah. it's so much different here with Jason Momoa. And I thought, I think he does amazing in this one. His characters, like, I enjoy him He's not so, so much. So broish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not like, yeah, all the time. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. All right. He's a little bit more serious. Oh, no, literally, literally the same line in the last movie. He says, all right. In this one, he says, all right. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. Bro. I was going to say that too. Uh, I, I like his energy a lot more where he's a lot more like closed off and, and just pissed off in general, as opposed to like uh, Justice League where, where he's like, <laughs> he's just Justice like so bro-y, like you guys said, like he's, yeah, yeah it's like the, bro. the, my man scene when they're, when they're in the sky together, <laughs> just the way he says my man is different in the Snyder cut. Oh I'm my like, gosh. <laughs> I was waiting for that moment. I was like, I was like, okay, cyborg's coming to get him. He's going to pick him up. My man. I, I've always liked that line though. <laughs> but yeah, Aquaman, so I, stupid. I did have to talk about Aquaman real quick. Cause even his drinking in this seemed better because it was more part of who he was as opposed to justice league yeah. where it seemed like a cheesy just scene where he's chugging whiskey he's consistently and, drinking and, and it's different and, um, and it's different it, it feels like he's going through it like he's this bastard from atlantis who still feels the need to help but he drinks it sets you know up what I aquaman mean? yeah yeah sets up the actual movie exactly um, exactly yeah and and uh even even the music choices are different uh if you guys remember in in the original justice league 
uh, we had uh, Icky Thump by the White Stripes playing when he was drinking on the harbor. Right. And it was like really dude bro with really, the electric guitar really. and the. Yeah. yeah, dude, yeah. Just slams the but bottle. this one was really folky, Snydery, you know, and it, yeah. was, it was nice. It he was, seemed more like an alcoholic, somber, like a legitimate yeah. alcoholic. He even offered Wonder Woman. He's like, you want some? And she's like, no. And then when he takes off at the very end, he has his flash. You know, he's still drinking. So mm-hmm. yeah, I enjoyed Aquaman, just so much more developed. Yeah, Joe, what what do you feel about about Aquaman and like just the differences between uh, him and the, this cut and the original cut? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really notice it as as much as you guys probably not. But like, I mean, I did like seeing um, like they fleshed out his character more and I liked seeing uh, what's his name? Volko in this. That was that was yeah, really yeah, surprising well, me. I, did, oh, yeah. I did not know that was going to happen. So I was like he completely yeah, fucking yeah, really cut him cool. out last time. Yeah, yeah, completely yeah. cut him off last time. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think he's fine. I mean. I like the drinking seems or drinking scenes seem more or less the same to me, just like different music choices. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was good. I did like the um, the the interaction in the beginning of the movie between uh, Bruce and uh, Aquaman was I like that one a little like definitely a lot more than the, the original cut because absolutely there wasn't like like Joss Whedon, like in the original cut, injected his like weird humor into it. And this one mm-hmm. just felt much more serious you know <laughs> because they didn't yeah. like uh yeah like the movie as a whole felt like it had more stakes yeah mm-hmm. yeah but no Aquaman's cool yeah I, I yeah. think it's like what you're saying too is like they kind of just a lot of the stuff is similar but they recontextualize a lot of the shit that we saw in the 2017 one to give it more of like a serious uh Snyder yeah. tone as opposed to like yes. this playful and they gave us, and they gave us background on it too yeah. a lot of background mm-hmm. yeah yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you guys got that. Hit, hit the, the nail right on the head. Uh, the, now, I did want to talk about Alfred, too. That was like, that was another standout for me. They cut, yeah. out, they cut out so much Jeremy Irons, yes. uh, who plays Scar in The Lion King, the original movie. It's uh, Fun Jeremy facts. Irons. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. Scar. I didn't even he, know that, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a really good, really good Alfred, especially for Ben Affleck's Batman. I, yeah. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I know yeah, and, they, I, and this one especially, their chemistry was far better. It felt much more like a Bruce Wayne, like a Master Bruce and an Alfred. And yeah, it was it was really, I enjoyed Jeremy Irons' presence. Yeah, it wasn't Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. A tangerine. I mean... I mean, for all the issues that I do kind of have with some of the writing towards Ben Affleck's Batman, I don't put any of that on on Ben Affleck himself because I do think he's a good Bruce Wayne and and a good Batman. Like, I'm a I'm a huge fan of him as an actor, and none none of the issues with his portrayal of Batman in the past are on him. It's like it's all other stuff that kind of bring him yeah. down. Bro, we mm-hmm. were saying the same thing about Henry Cavill in one of our recent episodes. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's perfect as Superman. I feel the same way with Ben Affleck as Batman. It just needs to be done right. Yeah. 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 So after that, uh, after that little little scene with Aquaman, we we get to the uh, the bank heist or whatever it is uh, in um in, Such a good in scene. England, yeah, London, England probably. Yeah, London. Um, mm-hmm. We we get there uh, with uh, Wonder Woman. It's Wonder Woman's introduction, and uh, this is one of the scenes that was it's crazy because i mean it has almost the same beats it's just done so much better with snyder snyder's really good at directing action and like like i said earlier like visual storytelling <laughs> yeah I, I saw i saw this uh this tiktok and anyone who's watched the snyder Cut will understand it's it's a tiktok of this door it's just someone's front door and it's like it says nobody 
and then it says Wonder Woman is Snyder Cut and it's just the door opening and it's like Big Bird on the other side and her music gets playing like ah! exactly. <laughs> which is what she does I mean I love those scenes but yeah a lot of it was her bursting through the doors and yeah it's dope Anytime she pops up on screen, it was like they were doing the most with that score. It was like, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> so empowering. <laughs> then comes yeah, the was, next uh, crazy violin. Was... <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they, didn't, they didn't have the, uh, they didn't have some of the, the weird shots that, that Joss Whedon did on Gal Gadot's body which is nice. Like, yeah, you know, like, man, that was so weird last, like there was like some weird ass shots and everything that like Joss Whedon yeah. straight up just added in. Like, like one of the action sequences, it's like he like slowed down when Wonder Woman does the little spin kick just so you could see more of her like leg. Cause in this one, it was like, I saw a side-by-side -side comparison. This one, it was just the normal action scene, like bop, bop, bop. Far better action scene, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, but that bank robbing scene, yeah. I mean, it's not a bank robbing scene. What They're there. They're, they're there These to, terrorists yeah, are there, there just to blow, to blow it up. up. Yeah, they're there yeah. to blow it up. Mm -hmm. It was way... Uh, oh, this is where we kind of see the rated R, the first time we see the yes. rated R. Mm -hmm. They uh, drop an F-bomb. They drop an F-bomb. <laughs> He's like, get the fuck down. Uh, these guys, Wonder Woman just straight up murks these guys. Yeah. You know, like the blood splatters when she punched dudes against walls. I was like, all right, we're in for a different movie off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> Zack Snyder, yeah. I remember an interview with Zack Snyder's like, my heroes have consequences to their actions. That <laughs> <laughs> like, just popped into my head when I saw like the fucking guy gets, yeah, like you say, he gets hit against like the wall. Like he gets, one guy gets a gun thrown at his head, just hits it, heads off mm -hmm. bleeding on the ground. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, this is a good a good action sequence. So the uh, we really get to see how badass Wonder Woman is, and then that, mm -hmm. even at the end, we get a sweet little moment with uh, with a little girl, which was which was mm -hmm. nice. It was, it was nice. It was empowering and genuine, not some bullshit that we, not some corny shit. Yeah, I, I think uh, that scene where she's talking that that little girl is like pretty much a mirror of the same scene that we got in 1984, but just way better, like less cheesy, mm -hmm. like less corny. Uh, yeah. Point, just more yeah. genuine to the character you know straight up and yeah i also really like that scene for like the fact that she's punching everyone and like knocking everyone out and the last guy's there and she's like all right and obliterates him and like, <laughs> half the building like evaporates and, like, dude yeah, yeah that's 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 how i feel about this too is that like her gauntlets like i didn't really like know what the gauntlets were really about but they really fleshed it out in this movie and like in its abilities you know like well, she straight absolutely. up destroyed yeah. a building how batman yeah later on yeah. we even see how batman develops it because in the other movie batman is just able to like take these blasts with his gauntlets, yeah but with no content exactly <laughs> they even explained that further yeah that's dope her her gauntlets are for sure overpowered in this movie yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> cool. yeah they definitely absorb energy and redistribute energy. Well, I, I feel like she, yeah. i feel like her her power level was higher in this movie overall too because oh at, yeah at one point we even get steppenwolf say that if uh you know later on in the movie if wonder woman was on the mascara to help out that he probably could have stopped she probably could have stopped steppenwolf because she's so strong because she yeah he straight up Amazon. They, they, they set up so much stronger like, yeah he says that he has <laughs> she has the blood of the old god yeah like he, he, they mention all this lore and it's like it's just mm -hmm. like little it's stuff that should be throwaway lines because that's what builds 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 worlds you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. so uh it so, is yeah that wonder woman stuff was was very well done do you guys yeah. have any more thoughts about that scene specifically I mean, we, we got to watch this on my parents have a, a home theater at their house. So we got to watch this on like the big screen, which was oh, hell yeah. which was wow. crazy. Right. Um, so, and so the, the aspect scene, ratio was like nothing for you guys. When we started the movie, my dad was like, what's going on with the aspect ratio? And I was like, this is how, how Snyder wanted to present it. And he's like, he ruined his own movie. Like off the bat. 
So like it, it bothered my dad a little bit, but I, I was fine with it. And everybody else, Wesley and I were, are both okay with it. But I mean, that scene where, uh, where she just obliterates the dude with the gauntlets just kind of got like a laugh from everyone in the room. Not because it was corny, but just because it's like, holy shit, she's really doing You're the like, most. You're like, hold on. Screen. There's like smoke yeah. out of this guy's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Can't kill yeah. a guy. Like straight up, there's smoke coming out of his hat. Like oh, yeah. exploding to the ground. It's like, did this guy just literally evaporate? Oh, yeah. He was an that asshole. Hat, was like, that hat is the yeah. only thing that's left of him. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had the what's pistol. That hat, what's and that hat made went... out of? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Vibranium. Well, I'm actually glad you guys brought up the aspect ratio because, like, uh, I watched it downstairs just on my regular TV, and my roommate came down, and um, I was like, "Oh, well, this is this is just how the movie looks. It's that four three. He's like, "Why? Like, can't you just adjust the settings or something?" I was like, "No, man, this is this is actually how it looks, you know." And I'll be honest with you, like, it bothered me for like, like, I will always just prefer it to just be like the the regular kind, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I, I understand the purpose because like this is like Zack Snyder's vision. It's supposed to, it was meant for IMAX and you technically do get more in the shot, but I'm like, nah, I I still want the other one. <laughs> yeah, I feel well, that. I, I, at least, I, I like that it stayed in the same aspect ratio at least because like when movies change aspect, I, it's funny. I was just listening to you guys' cherry re- review where you talk about how it changes aspect <laughs> ratio. And it's like, it's just so distracting. Like, because eventually like it fades into whatever once you um get used to it. But if it were changing like every few scenes, it'd be like, oh, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, I was watching. I didn't even fucking notice it like that, bro. I'm gonna keep it a stack. I mean, for the <laughs> average movie goer, even my Allie, like my wife, I don't think she, she was just like, wow, this is so good. She really enjoyed the Snyder. It was dope watching it with her. Uh, yeah, dope action sequence. I loved it. Yeah. So after yeah. after that one, um, uh, oh yeah, I wanted to talk to you guys about Lois a little bit because yeah. we introduced to Lois. We're Much more developed. Her, yeah, she has like mm-hmm. a, a morning ritual where yeah, like she, she goes to Superman's grave every every day. Uh, I did look it up, and Zack Snyder said that this movie takes place a month after um, Batman versus Superman. So Superman's only been dead for about a month. So Feels like it. Yeah, she's been mm-hmm. doing this for about like you know about a month, going to his grave every day which fleshes out the character. We kind of get like a hint of a pregnancy. Um, you do. Pregnancy test. And mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, even Batman says congratulations, which could be referring to a baby. Oh, so. you know, what's funny is my wife just assumed that in the scene, you know, when Superman is brought back to life, she's like, he sees a baby in her. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, Superman sees a baby in her. She's like, yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess maybe that's because they showed it. One of the scenes was a fucking pregnancy test was right there. It was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought Lois was utilized uh, very well. And very like, well. She, she actually, you know, she, she, her character, you, you can reduce it to like, um, morning widow. Um, but, uh, it, it was done very well. And I think it served the story and it didn't diminish. Her Absolutely. Character. What do you guys think? I, it's, it's so much nicer to see her with an actual fleshed out character instead of just, like uh, if we think about Joss Whedon's uh, Justice League, I only remember her just like showing up when Superman came back. To life. <laughs> isn't yeah. it, and isn't isn't it Batman that that brings her out there too? Like in that movie, it's not even on her yeah. own. Like it's not even on her own. It's bring, like, bring out the big gun or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like Alfred drops her off like in a limo or some shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's so much nicer to be like, okay, what is she actually going through? Like. How is she dealing with Superman's death? Not just right. She's grieving. Oh my goodness, Superman, you're back! What? It's so great to actually see like her character fleshed out, and it's super yes. cool that whole conversation uh, that she has with uh, Clark's mom, 
who actually ends up being Martian Manhunter. That's cool yeah. to see too. Like for her, uh, her to be like, move on. Oh yeah, like, it's okay. So, that was some of the best acting in the movie too, because Amy Adams is a great, great actress. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's and, great. Yeah. Yeah, and so is Ma Kent. She's she's a really good actress too. So mm-hmm. that scene before you find out it's Martian Manhunter, I was like, man, this is some good ass acting. Yeah. yeah. Diane Lane. Yeah, I love her. Mm-hmm. I I feel the same way though. Like I think it was really nice to actually have scenes with Amy Adams, like doing something like the way she's involved in the 2017 version of that movie is just so goofy. And she's just kind of like brought, yeah, it's really corny. They just bring her in to like reach out to Clark because you know, who else is going to do that? But like, cause plot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Whereas in this one, she's there for, for her own purpose. Like she just was caught in the, in the right place at the right time to be there when he, when he came back. So I definitely like the way that they, they handle her a lot more in this version. Yeah. And just to, just to kind of echo you guys, like, you know, they show in the beginning of the movie that she has like this daily routine. She gets coffee and she visits the memorial. Right. So right before they resurrect Superman, that's, that's what she's just, there, just doing that, you know, like doing her regular thing. On the last day. And that's why, yeah. And that's why she's there, you know, like not in the injustice league. Uh, (laughs) Like (laughs) she just kind of, she pulled up. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know? kind of there. Up there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I do like too that um they implement that routine to be that's the reason why she's there. And it's also yeah. so exactly. sad for her the fact that she is finally like that's the day it's like, okay, I'm finally moving on. And then he just shows <laughs> he's up. He's back he's again. <laughs> for two seconds. Yeah. And there he is in the sky. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Oh yeah, that's him. That's him in the sky. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I feel like uh in, in the Justice League cut, it was uh, the choice there was made to justify the um, the Lois is the key uh, time travel scene from Batman versus Superman. Yes. Uh, you know, it was Joss Whedon trying to justify that scene and pay it off in this movie without really knowing what the plans were. You know what I mean? Yeah. He tried to do it his own way. And that's why it felt very sloppy. I think it felt and it felt super plot like a plot device. You know, this this one feels more like uh, it, it doesn't feel like the end, the the answer to Lois is the key. You know, it feels like another step towards that answer, um, mm-hmm. which which we see later on in a different sequence. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, but, I just uh, really like uh, the tone of, of this version of just like the whole movie, just to, you know, this scene's kind of got me thinking about it. But just like when uh, when Superman is like, do you bleed in this version? And then Batman's oh, just like, absent. oh, something's definitely bleeding. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> cut, cut that shit because it's so corny. It's just not good. And yeah. I, I, I want to backtrack just a little bit, but I like how um, there's a very subtle difference in the bank robbing scene. But um, like when he's about to like, uh, like the, the main dude that gets blasted away, I don't even, does he have a name? I'm not really sure, but <laughs> um, but he's like, I don't believe it. And then she was like, in Lee, she says, um, oh, yeah. She says something else about believing. I am hope or something or but it was it was just like, much what, what, what are you? I'm a believer. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, yeah. I'm a believer. And then in this one, she's like, Oh well, believe it, and then just blast him away. This one like, oh, she's like, like hey, you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's let's yeah, go back to yeah, yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah good movie. Um, <laughs> so then we uh we get to get the Themyscira action scene we get a little bit so we do get a little uh, actually a lot of bit more uh backstory on the mother boxes in this yes we do uh and it's really cool uh they don't they feel less like you know less like MacGuffins you know I love I love the Marvel 
movies, but the Infinity Stones in each individual movie that they were in did kind of feel like the MacGuffin of that movie. You know what I mean? Like, um, like in Thor: The Dark World, it was like eh, it's the ether; it exists, you know. But in this movie, like it, it, it's one of the first times I've, you know, it's it's cool that the boxes are introduced and they're actually a plot device the first time around. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely, like, yeah. The stakes important. are a lot higher with the mother boxes, and, this. and there's only three of them, and it's exactly, like, it, yeah. it makes some really good um, plot beats. You know what I mean? It makes it feel really smooth. It gives you a cool different um, settings for fight sequences. So we get to the Themyscira scene, and, and this one is way different than the oh, the Whedon cut. It's like so fucking it's dope. way like the pacing. Man, Zack Snyder, man, the the pacing is so much better. I I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would you would you guys like about that scene? I uh, I really liked how we get to kind of understand the nervousness to these boxes, like how people don't really know the full extent. So we get that first shot of that girl just like slowly reaching out for it. Um, and I, like the fighting is so cool. Like the moment when um, it's just a bunch of Amazonians like piled up against. Uh, That's Stephanie. dope. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. He's just like trying to push them out of the way and they're all just like dogpiling him. So yeah. cool. it's, it's funny because they actually did that last time, but like I didn't remember until I went back and I saw a comparison video and, and it was the same thing. They were piling on him and it was almost the same. It was the same shot of him reaching for it. But it was like so much less suspense. Yeah, uh, this one was yeah. more elaborate, and the stakes were just way higher, man. It's because Steppenwolf was way more fucking a badass. You yeah, know? He, he was really cool. He was yeah. fleshed out. He looked like a look like Megatron. Lizard. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a lizard man, Megatron. <laughs> I, I think I think that's the thing about Steppenwolf too is like the 2017 version of him like plays him as like this this big badass, like the big bad of the movie, when in reality, he's he's kind of badass, but he's kind of a grunt, you know? Like, he's, he's a little bit of a pussy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like... He yeah, looks like a baby in the other version, too. Yeah, yeah his design so is so much different. smaller. He's tiny. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's like, his face is weird. Like, he, he, they have his full face. He he's, looks like a man, kind of. It's really disturbing. <laughs> it's really like odd. <laughs> but I, I think, like, the, the Themyscira stuff is, like, it just feels so epic and like uh like I, I got a lot of lord of the rings vibes and i, I seen people saying that online prior to watching it is like oh, a lot of the wow. a lot of the famous stuff kind of just has like this this fantasy like epic vibe to it and i didn't know what people meant prior to watching it but but when i was watching it, i was like yeah this just like it feels so like grand and just epic you know like it felt like 300 yeah yeah um, I really like the uh, man. Those women are buff. They got some. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they got yeah. some power lifters. I, I, I think Zack Snyder. What Zack Snyder does really well is representation. He he has like uh, people. There's a lot more people of color in this movie than the, than the Whedon cut. Uh, like even the, with the Amazons, I was like, oh yeah, there's multiple black Amazons, not just one. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, it's like, and the female presence is strong. You know, those Amazons, like those scenes where they have the hammers and they're knocking them down. They're so yeah. ripped. There has been talk online about how we didn't kind of cut out like a lot of the people of color. Like we get um mm-hmm. uh, the the, yeah. the Adam at the end. Uh, he's uh, what's Ryan his, Choi. What's his name? Ryan Choi, yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's that wasn't at all in the in the Whedon cut. Not at all. You yeah. know, it's like we get we get more Silas in this. We get more Cyborg. Mm-hmm. We get Cyborg's mom. Did we get Cyborg's mom? We got Cyborg's time? mom during his time at Gotham City University. Yeah, yeah and He's it's, a badass. It's, it's really uh, Zack Snyder. Like he has that built-in diversity, just like DC does. You know what I mean? Which I thought I thought was really cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something that stood out to me. I was like, uh, I was like, 
man, I, I, I didn't see these, these, a lot of these Amazons last time. Yeah, I and, feel you. And uh, also, man, the, the, uh, he was over here flipping horses and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like straight up, he's tackling horses, flipping them over. The action scene was really well paced. It really felt like a baton race, and and it uh, did. Yeah, it felt yeah. like they felt like Olympians. Like it, it felt like a straight up. It it, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know. For second, I saw the the third horse get bodied. I was like, okay, like he, <laughs> he's just going full on R rated with this shit. And, <laughs> uh, but I mean, like. Yeah, I just think a lot of his better tendencies as a director are really on display here. Like he's sometimes he's too self-indulgent. He's got his issues. But um, I think all of the best parts of his filmmaking are really on display during like the stuff like the Themyscira scenes and, and shit. Yeah. 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 I looked it up. Zack Snyder before movies, he uh, he directed music videos. He was a music video director. I can oh, see that. <laughs> yeah, and his, yeah, and his first movie was uh, his first first big budget movie was Dawn of the Dead, that, that remake from like two thousand. Just dope as fuck. Oh, yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I love that. Really love that cool. It's, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that was actually like his like uh, feature film like debut, which is it's pretty cool. You know, like uh, I was like, I, I kind of know all of Zack Snyder's filmography because like you know his really really strong style and yeah yeah man 300 was fucking huge when when it came out bro it, oh, was, yeah. it was nuts i remember do you guys do you guys know which uh he he did a kids movie right did either and oh the owls of the owls the yeah, guardians the, owls of bagul or something. <laughs> yeah something but like okay that. so that's like a <laughs> <The> kid <laughs> that's like a kids movie right but even like with his style and tone and visuals it feels so dark <laughs> like when you look at it that you know? is the darkest <laughs> movie about owls <laughs> yeah. but anyway no yeah. um before we move on i do want to talk about this themiscira scene a little bit and i think the thing that really got me the most hype is when um like it's uh what, what what's the queen's name <laughs> But yeah, I know when she's like talking with Steppenwolf and he's like talking about fear and stuff, and then oh, like, yeah, she goes, Daughters of Themyscira, show them mm. your fear. And then they're like, Wait, oh, yeah, no fear. <laughs> so yeah, 300, bro, that yeah. is so <laughs> 300. That's exactly what they would do, is you know, chants yeah. and shit. Yeah, like and, that. I, mean, mm. and I, I like Zack Snyder's aesthetic for Themyscira. Zack Snyder does Themyscira so much better for me than so Daddy Jenkins better. does. Like, the armor Agreed. all looks cool. It looks cool. I, I see Patty Jenkins. The armor always looks like really floppy leather. Yeah, yeah, man. This looks like way more straight up, like just some ancient Greek, yeah. like warrior type. And, and I shit. like that. Uh, that like there's there's other other um, the Mascarians, Amazons that like have the um, straight up the same armor as uh, as Wonder Woman does, like the same color and everything, because she's a warrior from that that culture. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's cool. There's just a lot of world building, even even in just the armor and the way that that they're dressed in in Zack Snyder's. You know what I mean? Which, which yeah. yeah, that was a dope line though, Joe. That was definitely one of the better ones. Yeah. yeah. During that line, actually, I looked back at Wesley and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this shit's for real. This shit's about yeah. to go down. Yeah, that shit was dope. It was really well done. Yeah. So so with with the Themyscira scene, I want to talk about the Atlantis fight scene next, where where the second mother box is. Now, in the last movie, it, it was actually way more focused on Aquaman fighting uh, Steppenwolf one-on-one. -on -one. But in this movie, it was a little bit more Mera. Mera, yeah. And we get to see Mera's cool cool powers. She has, like, 
you know, she she's like a waterbender pretty water much. Bender, so she yeah. could do bloodbending just like it was Avatar, so dope. You know? yeah. <laughs> she was getting yeah, she was so like controlling cool. his blood and fucking up Stefan. It's like, damn, it showed how powerful she is. It wasn't just that one little scene in the justice one when you know yeah, he, yeah, it's, it's not just the big bubble thing. You know? The big bubble, which <laughs> yeah. is the only she was just like <laughs> and they get choked up. This is where you guys rated R rated. Very R rated in Atlantis, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, people getting chopped in half. Like we actually get to see the axe being used. <laughs> yeah, especially with like the moments where people get chopped in half and there'd be like a blood trail through the water. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like it's just the littlest yeah. thing. I and see why floating it's now R rated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's what comic book movies need. Or we need that R-rated aspect. If not, this mm-hmm. should be coming off cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, why, like, the 2017 version just feels so goofy. It's because it's like it tries to play it so hard, like a Marvel movie or like an Avengers movie. And I'm like, oh, too much. That's not the yeah. world that Snyder had built up for like multiple no. movies, you know. So like that quick departure to try and make it this like flashy like Avengers style thing just feels so weird. And like yeah. seeing this movie with all the gore and people getting chopped in half and and like all yes. the blood bending and just everything like that, it just it makes it such a better experience. Oh, so yeah, everything dope. makes sense. It's like, so dope. Yeah. So uh moving on from that, I wanted to talk about the flash intro in this movie. A we, little flash intro yeah, type. Yeah. We get to actually see uh the scene that um Ezra Miller recorded. It, it's his slow motion scene. Yeah, you know, reminiscent <laughs> of uh wow. you know, we got so the drawn out. we got the X-Men ones. <laughs> Yeah, this was drawn out, but like, uh, it cool. it's cool because I feel yeah. like Zack Snyder's style is, it lends itself really well to like a slow motion scene like this because it, you know, in the X Men ones, it's cool. He's fast, he's running around in a circle, but in this one, mm-hmm. it, it's more like beats like a comic book, like comic book panel to comic book panel. Like at one mm-hmm. point, like he's putting the hair out of her face. I was like, oh, it looks like a comic book yeah, shot, right. you know, like, yeah, and, and all this stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. What did What did you guys think about that scene? I really liked the moment when he pushed the glass and it it was like a second of it not breaking and looking fluid and then shattering entirely like I really so like that and I I like the um like the comedy of the flash he's kind of like the comedy of this movie and so uh, and he, well done he, this time. Well, yeah, because really they well tried done. to do that last time. He was the comic relief in the 2017 one, and it sucked. And this one, it was so much better. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he feels like he kind of knows what's going on, but he's clearly so new to it. And like the funny thing of him like grabbing a hot dog out of midair and just pocketing <laughs> it for later. Like, I I thought he was genuinely getting the hot dog. He's like, ooh, free hot dog. But no, it's for the thing later. And so I, exactly. I really like this more. Yeah. My guy really it's said he's yeah. when he was in the vet, he's just like, I always bring a meat snack. You never know the city. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Zack Snyder pays it off. You know what I mean? He like he it's not like some, you know, I thought it would be another stupid gag, like you said, where he just takes the hot dog and then eats it later. But it was like it actually like served kind of a exactly. purpose. <laughs> yeah, it was not just like, you know, how when Quicksilver, he's just like eating shit in his scene because, you know, he's just. You know, he, he can do that. Yeah, this one actually paid off. Who was that girl that he said he was Iris? Iris, yeah. yeah. It's, it's Iris. So that was Iris. Yeah. And yeah, they shared a connection and it all made sense. Him saving her. It was cool. Another thing that was just completely missing from the 2017. Like, it's yeah. it's such a bad look for Joss Whedon just cutting every person of color out of this movie. It's like, it's really <laughs> right? weird. Straight up, straight up. You cut out the black woman, bro. Like, they're, they're like, it's not, you don't have a lot anyway. A, and- a couple of them we will, we'll, we'll, we'll let slide like the background Amazonians and shit, but fucking Iris West. Yeah, yeah. Straight, up, straight up, bro. And it was a such a well done scene. And yeah. it just, it was a great intro to Flash, you know, and 
Yeah, there, he was so he was so pivotal. There was definitely some like weird Snyder shit, like when the sesame seed fell off the burger. Oh god, I like, didn't need to see that. <laughs> no, that was goofy. I was like, this is weird, but you know, it's all good. It was a good scene in, overall, though. <laughs> Big ass sesame seed. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, like, I feel like that's like, you know, like thing I said, where it's a comic book, that's also kind of Absolutely. like the downfall because like, yeah, you could take the pictures and it makes sense. It's like, oh, the sesame seed falling. It's it, that means that this guy's burger is falling. Like you don't need the, you don't need it to tell you, yeah. which I think mm-hmm. is cool, but it's so fucking drawn out. Cause it's so slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you guys have these four hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean. Exactly like you were saying, man. Like a lot of the added runtime here is just because like every scene is slow mo, which like it, <laughs> no, it's it's fine. I'm just kind of joking about it. <laughs> no, I, I feel you. It, it it didn't bother me, but it's it's definitely like it's it's definitely it's like the Snyder tendencies. Yeah, so it's so like mm. it's so much. It's so but so, it's, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Snyder. <laughs> and it's like, the thing is, I've come to kind of like appreciate Zack Snyder as a person because like, oh, hell yeah. You could just tell he's a better person than Joss Whedon just by like the performances he gets out of his actors. Like, yeah, fuck Joss Whedon after this. Everyone looks like, like they're well, having so much fun doing this. Yes. Like, like they, everyone, and, and the way that everyone reacted when Zack Snyder was making it, he just looks like a genuine guy, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, it's like uh you know like maybe like a year ago two years ago being like cynical like oh it's really self-indulgent but it's it's just it's just actually just like slow-mo he's just a guy that likes slow-mo yeah man yeah. that's just his style everyone has their style he, people do love to shit on shit on him for that too and it's like it you know it's just his thing he just likes doing it he does it well so like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna knock on it but it is funny to just kind of see like how oh, yeah. frequently he goes back to it <laughs> it's, it's fucking ridiculous sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um uh talk speaking about the flash i wanted to talk about another character that wasn't that well fleshed out last time and that is cyborg cyborg is a very very important one that even because i think he does great in explaining the mother box and uh the history of it like a little flashback scene they do with him where he's in his regular college uniform and he's kind of like around nazis and shit and they're explaining kind of the history it just it all made the more American sense one, yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah he was yeah. he was so much more well developed and the, the relationship with him and his father made more sense and his, and, and it was actually fleshed out it was like, fleshed out we got to see more of Simon. and, and his yeah, dad got more screen time his dad got yeah. more screen time. Hell of a lot more yeah. <laughs> and I, I always like that actor because he's a uh, terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies and he's the scientist from terminator 2 that blows <laughs> himself is. up <laughs> he yeah. always he always kills himself <laughs> young gets, gets blown up a lot yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. when he does kill himself in this one you're like why the hell did he do that and then they explain, they explain why yeah he every time i think Zack snyder sets up a stupid thing exactly. i'm like why would they do that he explains it two minutes later oh, but like, my wife was like well that was for fucking nothing i was like what <laughs> it'll pay off yeah but but cyborg was well way more fleshed out we get to see his yes. origin story we get to see Absolutely. more of his mom he was uh you know i'd be i'd be like pissed if I was Ray Fisher too because like he had a really good performance in this Bro, movie like mm-hmm. remember in the early trailers in 2017 you saw these fucking football scenes and then you just didn't see them and I'm like where, that's and that's one of the, the fuck that's happened? one of the I'm most like, important parts of the character and yeah that, and that's what makes him relatable to people like like you like you played fucking football right, in high school. exactly <laughs> you know? exactly so you know represent the football players they're, they're a population that's, and that, that's a big part of cyborg's character like he's designed as a fucking football player you know, <laughs> yeah you know right exactly and they go just there's so much more elaborate in explaining you know him fusing with the mother box and how he's he's we actually get to see his uh his origin story happen yeah you see his body box. it's just mm-hmm. like his upper body he's, he's at like no legs and he, it yeah. looks pretty graphic he's like just about to die he's really yeah. on his deathbed you know yeah. and, what'd you guys think about cyborg 
I am so so glad uh, he got fleshed out. It makes makes the uh, fact that he was the heart in like Joss Whedon's kind of, but he just shows up and he's like, okay, I know tech things. But in this yeah. one, it's like actually explaining it all, and I'm like, yes, cyborg, I love oh, him. And, and like, yeah, yeah, and like all I, about I his dad to... too, and him and his dad being like not on good terms uh, for like a majority or all of the movie. Um, like I love that dynamic too, because that's like a common thing with Cyborg. Uh, yeah. So it's really good to see him actually get fleshed out. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say you guys reminded me of that uh, um, that scene where uh, he helps out that poor lady. That was so dope. Yeah. Great oh, oh yeah, dude. that was that was pretty yeah. touching. <laughs> pretty I, I need Cyborg. I need Cyborg to send me a couple stimmies like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the Cyborg stimmy. Yeah, yeah. They really paid like, the visual for you. It was like a little a little stack of a dollar bill and change, and then he just like increases a bunch of fucking racks and just. Mm. I was like, that's really cool. Really dope. My guy really sorry, hooked it up with a hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like a lot of money. I was like, holy shit, yo! I need to meet yeah. Cyborg. But yeah. I, Cyborg in this one is so much more of a character and i mean snyder has talked about how how ray fisher is kind of the heart of his movie and everybody was kind of curious what he meant by that prior to this coming out but like he he's completely non-existent in like the in the joss whedon one like they they really cut out all of his character and all of his arc and and i understand why ray fisher was so pissed because i mean that dude has gone through some bullshit with warner brothers in the last few years and hell yeah hell yeah you guys have talked about that uh, on your page too like you know mm -hmm. what Ray Fisher has vocalized, you know, on social yeah, media. Yeah, but, but also that. he he kind of went a little too far. <laughs> Ray Fisher went like Walter Hamada, bro. Walter, you, you're not gonna fucking fire Walter Hamada, bro. <laughs> oh, ready? Baby steps, baby steps. They, they but, even yeah. even offered him the fucking role in the uh, of Cyborg back in the Flash movie. I, I mean, you guys probably know. And it's like, come on, dude. Like yeah. that was like an olive branch, you know. It's like Walter Hamada so was not dope. a part of any of that. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean i don't know too much about the stuff with uh walter hamada but i know a lot about like what uh jeff jones or joff jones or whatever his name is i know he he was pretty scummy but i don't yeah jeff walter John, hamada yeah. Now, I, I don't i don't know the jeff john stuff uh, th that seems really unfounded for me jeff johns is one of the writers that he he made he's the one that invented jessica cruz this guy mm -hmm. is not bigoted <laughs> like uh, i think that a lot of that a lot of it was ray fisher like just it was hearsay because Ray Fisher said he heard it from a person that, right. that, you know, Jeff John said we can't have an angry black man in the middle of the movie, which can be interpreted different ways. But I feel like that's something you would say in the boardroom, like, Hey, we don't want to represent black people as the angry black man. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of stuff could be taken out of context. And I feel yeah. like with Ray Fisher's investigation closing recently and him uh, kind of showing what his evidence was a lot of it, you know, he, some of, a lot of it was justified with Joss Whedon specifically, but yeah. everything else is kind of shaky to me. <laughs> that, yeah, for me. sure. I feel I you. Mean, I feel you. I will get back to his, his origin story because I did like how his father in this movie explained his capabilities and got into more of what the hell he's able to do. He's like, you can hack anything. You can, and he just like, it's, it's, it's just really more elaborate in that. So really good origin story for Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all, all yeah. the stuff you see uh, in in his eyes, like when it goes into his eyes and you're in his brain, I found that stuff was like really cool. Just seeing how he sees shit and how how his brain like processes all of this, I thought was was really cool. Just in general, yeah, man, he was he was so much better. Like they actually gave him an arc, they gave him a personality. He's not just like the the robot dude who shows up in the movie. He, he really <laughs> felt like a person. 
Yeah, it's such a better arc. Like even his relationship with Wonder Woman, because in the first one they try to have like just a, a slight connection, but in this one they, they again they draw it out more. So it's like his interactions with Diana uh, uh, throughout the movie they kind of make more sense. You yeah. know. Yeah. You guys have anything else to say about uh, about Cyborg's introduction? I got nothing else about the boy. Joe, you got anything? Or are you good? I think I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah we had a lot of dig on. in there because. Man, like we had so much more cyborg this he, time. He had, yeah. hey, wait, hold on. I do want to mention he had his own little slow mo scene jumping over bro on the football field. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool football scene, bro. That's a cool football scene. Yeah. And it's yeah. cool that he go, uh, it was Gotham University and everything. Yeah, straight up. Gotham GCU. <laughs> yeah, was, it looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Um, so now we get to move on to kind of like the first uh, action sequence with Steppenwolf and the heroes. The One of the big differences in the hostage situation scene mm-hmm. uh, under Gotham Harbor um, in this movie is that Flash isn't like scared to do anything yeah, <laughs> like in the yeah. first movie. He was a straight pussy. You know, yeah. <laughs> my, excuse my language. Uh, yeah, the first he movie, was. he's like, I never fought anyone. I just push people, but I can't do it. In this movie, he's just down to do shit. And it, 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 it's cool. Yeah. He feels like a, like a hero. He feels like part of the team. And yeah, he doesn't trip in a stupid way this time. This time when he trips, it makes sense. And uh, <laughs> it's so funny when he collides with Aquaman in that one yeah. scene. That was actually funny. <laughs> and yeah. everyone, pretty much every action scene in this, uh, everyone felt useful. You know what I yes. mean? Batman felt useful. Um, Wonder yes. Woman felt useful. They're, like Wonder Woman goes on a one-on-one fight with Steppenwolf in this. And Straight up. It was really good. Yeah, what do you guys think about that one? Yeah, I I liked it a lot more. Um, like uh, one of my biggest issues was that like stupid trip. And I'm like, why does he trip and fall? It's so stupid, but now it makes a lot more <laughs> sense. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was really well done. And I like to the way that um, when cyborg leaps into that, uh, into like the bat crawler or whatever the heck, it, it kind of <laughs> feels a little better too. When it switches to Alfred and Alfred's like, who are you? Like, yeah. it makes more sense because Alfred's the one who's doing all the tech stuff. And he's just exactly. like, oh, there's a way better a joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like it was much better. I, I yeah, think, I want, oh, sorry. I, I wanted to ask you guys if you guys noticed the cool little, like, it looked like uh, the cool little poses that Flash was doing. I forgot to mention when, when he was saving the civilians from falling rubble. You guys yeah. like he's doing cool little poses, like cool little fast poses. That was it was tight. so cool in the <laughs> yeah. background. I noticed him like just popping in places, and it's cool because we don't. It's great that we didn't get another slow mo shot because we have too many of <laughs> those already. Um, yeah, but it's so cool to just almost see him for glimpses. Like I feel like that's exactly what you see if you had to if you saw yeah. the flash run by. It's just like a glimpse of him here and there, and so I think that was really cool. He's uh he's another character who I feel really suffered in the 2017 where they just they tried way too hard to make him the comedic relief, but like put too much on it, him. Yeah, none of it really worked as opposed to this version of the character, his humor all feels earned and natural. And he just doesn't feel nearly as as lame. Like he feel like Flash should not be a character where you're watching him and you're like, holy shit, this dude is is whack. Like this dude is so whack. Lame. Yeah, exactly. And that's not how Flash should be. You know, you should be totally in on how like how his powers work and just his like his sense of humor and everything because he's kind of got like that uh that spider-man vibe where he's always cracking jokes and making quips and stuff and and they actually nailed it this time around whereas like the the 2017 one i was like holy shit yo someone needs to make him stop talking yeah even even uh even uh a scene with uh with the gcpd like where he's he he says the you know everyone commissioner gordon turns around and everyone's gone and uh, it's just a flash and he's like oh that's rude like i think uh 
it was a different line in the 2017 one. He 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 said a different line. He was like, "Oh, that's awkward," and then like whatever. It was it was way less funny. Like mm-hmm. this was like the the humor was on point in this one. And uh, oh yeah, speaking of GCPD, forgot to mention uh, we got our boy J.K. Simmons back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gordon. That was dope. That was dope. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see his presence. But yeah, that that action sequence under the Gotham Harbor, I really enjoyed it. Again, that one-on-one with Wonder Woman and Stephen Wolf, that was dope as fuck. And I think that action sequence let them know, you know, how powerful Stephen Wolf was. Because Wonder Woman later acknowledges, she's like, there's a reason why we need Superman. That's what I enjoyed. It's like, there's a much bigger reason why Superman was needed. So that Gotham Harbor action scene, where they really take on Stephen Wolf, they're like, okay, this motherfucker's strong as shit. We really, truly need Superman because it's just looking rough. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. so it was it was dope. Yeah, it was cool. And uh, do, do you guys have anything else to add about that one? One extra thing, yeah, you're just totally right with the um the fact that it it helps be like, okay, why do we need Superman? Instead yeah, of the first one being like, we can resurrect Superman. Let's do it. Why not? Let's just do it. <laughs> it's um, a possibility. We should. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. feel like it definitely helps to kind of flesh that out, and I really like that too. Yeah, earlier we talked about uh, how the Themyscira scene felt like 300, but uh, I want to talk about next the scene that really felt like 300 was the flashback sequence from uh, that that first war, uh, the the Age of Heroes. Where it's actually Darkseid, who is the bad guy, not Stephen Wolf like it was in Justice League. Yeah. So it's actually Darkseid. And and this is where we actually get the, the background for the mother boxes that they were created by these magical being or yeah. i mean alien beings that are basically magic uh they create the mother boxes which is a terror when you combine all three it's basically like the three keys to the nuclear arsenal you know like it terraforms the whole planet right and makes it into um the form of apocalypse it's literally the same fucking plot as meta steel <laughs> they're trying to terraform <laughs> the planet make it into krypton it's, yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like that uh, but it's cool. We actually get the background on the mother boxes. We get to know why they're so important. We get to see yes. how the mother boxes ended up with where they're at. Mm-hmm. We get to see a green lantern, which is really cool. Really he gets cool. his arm chopped off. Yeah, it gets kind of <laughs> fucked up. But. Uh, we get to actually see Ares from Wonder Woman. Exactly. Um, yeah. Doing yeah, his thing. I, I honestly didn't think, like, I heard the name. That, that was fine, but like, they like CGI'd the, because that was the same actor, right? So, yeah, just, with she, the mustache. CGI'd his. <laughs> his head and face onto like a big burly body. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But um, yeah, what you, would you guys think of that scene? Yeah. I, I thought it was really cool, especially with seeing like the unity or like kind of like the old school uh, people of Atlantis with the, with the men and then the people from the mascara, like the combination of all three coming together to fight and seeing like those gods, like Ares and, all that stuff. I thought it was really cool. Um, and I like too yeah. how the Green Lantern, uh, when he comes, he also looks like he's wearing like uh, older clothes. Like it's just rags and it's not the suit or anything. So um, right. I really like that scene. I also like too how uh, Ares just fucks up Darkseid. Like, uh, dark side is i'm like goddamn i mean it just gets penetrated i'm like i, I would think that shit would like i mean well dark, this, this yeah. is when dark side is is uh young his name is like oaks Uxel or something right and yeah, it's, before, it's before he's dark side right it's mm-hmm. it's before he's dark side, before he dones that armor you know what i mean with yeah yeah so it's yeah, it's cool to yeah. see like almost like a younger dark side and him actually getting like messed up and then it gives even more reason to why 
like the anti-life equation, all that stuff. So yeah. I, I really like that. Why he hates Earth so much, you know, it makes, exactly. it makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, this is the one place where I know I can get the anti-life yeah. equation. And at the end of the movie, when uh, when Darkseid is looking at the Justice League through the portal, they're like, oh look around God. and find uh, out. Oh, <laughs> so, through the- <laughs> dope, so dope, so man. Cool. Just so, so Okay, wait, before we move on, who wants to explain what the anti-life equation is? Anybody the anti-life anybody equation in a way it controls like all the living minds in the universe so if he has that equation every living... he can make everyone a parademon yeah exactly exactly so it's anti-life so i guess he has their their life yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's that's dark side's ultimate goal it's classic comic book shit yeah yeah that's that's yeah. dark side's like ultimate goal is the the search for the anti-life equation and they do a very good job of explaining earth's significance in dark side coming because that's a very big deal so yeah, it's to prepare the armada. Is that what he said? Yeah. He? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that scene was uh was just crazy, man. Like the and that was where you could really feel like some of that R rating coming in with like the Green Lantern getting yeah. his hand chopped off and the amount of blood when they put the axe in his shoulder. I was just like, oof. It's what Thor I wanted to see that in Thanos now, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I to see Thanos do that in Infinity War. Just oh, all the blood that would have been tight. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a really badass sequence. I mean, like all the action in this movie is just so much more badass and like just hits so, so much, much harder than that stuff. Yeah. And and this is one of those big sequences where like just Ares was going hard and just everyone's doing their own Zeus, thing. Zeus was it Zeus with the yeah? Like, yeah. That's a yeah. Man. Wonder Woman's dad. So dope. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought that stuff was wild. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of sucks that we uh, saw all the old gods die off screen uh, because in in Wonder Woman the first one. Uh, you know, we find out that Ares killed them all, I think, or something like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, that sucks because, man, they look badass in this. And then we just yeah, see them. They straight, see, up, they straight up. Took, yeah, we yeah. see them die off screen. And then Ares is kind of fucking lame in the Wonder Woman movie. Like, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, you just let Snyder do everything, man. Yeah. <laughs> Restore the Snyderverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a dope called, scene. Uh, so next we get into Superman's resurrection. The resurrection. Now, right yeah. before, uh, right before we get Superman's resurrection here, uh, we uh, we actually get like a mini nightmare sequence of the future where we actually see um, like a premonition that Cyborg has, where Darkseid actually so kills dope. all the Justice League. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and this kind of gives me a little vibes of uh, you know, the the recent ending of the animated DC universe. Uh, Justice oh, the League Dark War type shit. Yeah, Apocalypse you know what I'm saying. Where Dark Side just whoops their ass. But I mean, I yeah. know it's different. But uh, yeah, it was dope to see him in Atlantis using his Omega beams. It was dope to see um, him like his ha- his hand on Superman's shoulder. <laughs> like you've lost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. That when time. Lois dies, that looks that seems to be the Batcave because you can see the Robin suit in the background. Exactly. So exactly. It, it looks like Bruce is the one that failed to save Lois, and that's kind of what. Uh, the, the whole nightmare sequence is about it's like if you resurrect Superman and and you're not able to save Lois, you're fucked, you know? Exactly. <laughs> that's that's why she's so important. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get into the actual resurrection, which I think this time was done way better with the um uh last time, you know, the flash he he did his speed thing and it was uh when he did it, it was like uh he did it right on time in this one. But in this one we kind of see when Flash goes fast enough, he's able to reverse time and it kind of plants the seeds for that. Yeah. that he messes with time when he goes fast enough so he was actually too late to resurrect superman but he was able to reverse time just enough to do it at the perfect time yeah which i thought was a nice little touch from, yeah from the other it one. was so fucking easy in the first one it's like you ready set go boom okay he's up yeah the ship the yeah. ship in this one was like don't do it 
don't fucking exactly do it. <laughs> exactly and aquaman's like we shouldn't be doing this shit but yeah and the, this is irreversible this is here and they finally do it was yeah the, again the stakes at every every point in this movie just feel a lot higher yeah and i i think in the scene too it's really cool to see like batman once again just being like do it do it do it do it like he knows we got to done um, yeah and i also love how uh flash doesn't like he kind of hears cyborg say what he thinks is go and i don't even know what it was i don't even i don't know if it was no or go um but i love how there's that hesitation where it's like go and then he just goes for it um because it it makes it feel like oh maybe they shouldn't be doing this maybe this is actually a bad thing and then it ends up paying off after they all fight each other exactly it shows why it might have been yeah. a bad idea i mean in yeah. the fight with each other this time was was way better too like we don't get that cgi mustache so that's, that's all cool. it <laughs> and like you guys said we don't get that jokey shit with uh do you bleed <laughs> you know, yeah like, exactly uh, it's uh it, it was really cool i don't think superman spoke that whole time so it made sense later on when lois's first line to him was oh you spoke instead of you smell good exactly it's like oh shit you spoke <laughs> Yeah, he's like slowly starting to reconnect with himself. You know, him being at home. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, the Superman fight was uh, was way better done this time. Um, even though it had kind of the same beats, but everything just made more sense this time around. I mm-hmm. think it was really really nice. Yeah, very similar beats. Yeah, the whole fight sequence. But yeah, very similar. Uh, I I yeah. love the I love that part where Flash runs into Aquaman again. I think it was funny and uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, you guys got anything about that? I agree with the the fact that when Flash ran into Aquaman, Aqu- or Flash just looks at him, he's like, "I am so sorry." That, I am so sorry. <laughs> that that shit was was really funny, and I it was I, yeah. A lot of the scene is very similar to like the original cut of the movie, but it is. It, it just feels yeah. The important I, stuff sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sound like a broken record, just saying like you know it just feels better over and over with all these action sequences, but like it. I can't really emphasize how how much better it feels unless you've watched the movie, which you guys have. But mm-hmm. um, you only really see how how great the Snyder Cut is at handling the action compared to Joss's when you when you compare them side by side. And then it's like, yeah. damn, this shit's really just hitting way better and just flows better and just genuinely just yeah. looks better all around. And, and that seems that like here. that seems wild. Like I, I thought it was great. Yeah, we got that one line. Though you should probably move. From the trailers exactly exactly <laughs> because i remember seeing in the old trailer where it's like how come i didn't see that scene in the actual movie you know where, yeah, like, where cyborg, cyborg saves, the guy, saves the, the guy from the fucking car <laughs> but they were kept showing it in the fucking trailer it's like i want to see that and then in this one they finally showed it <laughs> it was dumb you should probably mm-hmm. move <laughs> i love that part yeah that was that was really cool so then this brings us to the final act we're almost there man this is, this is a long movie oh yeah it's a long, it's a long <laughs> review or no, a long time yeah this pod's gonna be the same length as the damn movie about <laughs> yeah, like i don't know about you guys but this 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 podcast feels significantly longer than usual mm-hmm. oh, yeah thousand percent so many more fucking things to talk about it's cool though so we get it to the last sequence, which is not red. It's actually, uh, it's actually <laughs> dark. It's, uh, you know, like just the color correction as a whole in, in the weeding cut was really fucking weird. It was really weird and colorful. It was like mm-hmm. too bright. It, it was weird. Yeah. That, um, that stupid red filter was so ugly, man. It, it's so like, ugly. it just ruins the entire aesthetic of the original movie. Like I'm trying to watch it and I'm just like, this CGI is not even that bad, but the movie just looks disgusting because of that red filter. Oh my yeah. God, where are we? And they, the they, oh, they took out that that fucking random ass family too that was just living in the middle of fucking nowhere. Just stupid yeah. yeah. anyway, <laughs> which was just 
dumb in the yeah yeah so we finally get the the fight of the lair which um it, it feels more like a team effort you know we have batman in the batmobile and he has to take out certain shit mm-hmm. while the other team members basically have to protect him and everyone has their role to play exactly and it feels so good like you know if because last mm-hmm. time it was like batman's off doing his thing wonder woman's off doing her thing everyone's off doing their own thing yeah i feel like this Batman had we'll, had more of a purpose in this too absolutely yeah. he was yeah. he had a bigger, he had a bigger role to play here yeah yeah man he was much more the recruiter the coordinator and like the, the execute like he was executing this plan yeah 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 what'd you guys think about that scene um it's it's really cool like what you're saying with him being the like the guy who plans it all and batman kind of not really like uh just showing up and being like i'm batman fight a couple bugs and that's about I'll it i'll do what i can <laughs> yeah exactly with him like supplying the plane and like bring, being like the master plan kind of guy it's so fitting for batman because um in a fight like this where batman can't go toe-to-toe with steppenwolf it makes so much sense that he's the guy who's like okay we're gonna do this this knock this out um and one thing i do want to mention about the just going back to the red color grading before we started the episode uh hayden asked me he's like what color should i put my lights on in my room i was like probably red yeah (laughs) hit that ugly ass red filter in the background yeah (laughs) there's meaning in that that we didn't feel bro (laughs) yeah yeah so then so then we get to the actual fight which was really cool the mother boxes form the unity for like a few seconds we get steppenwolf his eyes turn blue, so he's mm-hmm. super powered. And then, um, oh, I also, cool. I also love Steppenwolf's like, like when he goes to like just regular dude into battle mode, and uh, yeah. he like his he like flexes real quick, and then his armor gets all spiky. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fucking edgy. <laughs> Snyder really yeah, just it, looked at a picture of like thousands of spikes. He's like, that's it, that's his outfit. Just make, <laughs> make him spiky. <laughs> it's like, so 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 after that um superman shows up pretty much save the day superman gets uh takes an axe to his fucking trap yeah that's suit. Yeah. so strong man so, yeah <laughs> really nice uh we we get to see superman in his black suit eh, it's cool i guess like, i wanted to uh, to ask you guys about the black suit actually because i know you you guys know a little more about the comics and, and the relevance of that suit than than i do uh it didn't really go anywhere which like it looked cool so i'm fine with it but like what's kind of the big what's the deal with his with his black suit in the comics and everything yeah so in the resurrection of superman uh he's kind of like in, in a uh, what what happens is uh i think his name is like a destroyer it's it's basically like this android from the fortress of solitude that gets activated when superman dies goes to superman's grave steals the body comes back and puts him like in a regeneration tube type thing Mm -hmm. then when he wakes up uh the robot is like uh here take this suit or it's it's fuzzy but he he basically ends up taking the black suit because what it does is it it absorbs more sun for him because like you know he gets his powers from the sun that's dope uh now this movie didn't really seem to matter (laughs) yeah but um but uh, you know, because originally I don't think Snyder planned to use the black suit, even though he said he did. I because th- if you see on set pictures, the suit was still blue. It was the classic color suit. Mm-hmm. So it was like um, I think he did it. You know, once fans said they wanted the black suit, that's why he did it. Um, it was cool to see, but yeah, like you said, it didn't really affect the yeah. story as much as 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 I feel it should have. Like they could have thrown, done a little throwaway line, but 
Uh, yeah, I think that could have they could have done that with it because he's in the Fortress of Solitude and then he leaves in a black suit. <laughs> he was yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's it's cool to see though. Um, Very cool to see. So then we see Superman uh, use his freeze breath. We saw this in the last movie, but this time around it was way better done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman beats Steppenwolf's ass. Like. It, it, shows, yeah. it shows why it justifies he, he why they need him, dude. Yeah, he bro. My, chops off his horn. Chops like, off just the punching horn. Him in the face. My wife was like, "Well, that was fucking easy." I'm like, "Yeah, that's why they brought him back to life, and it justifies it, you know." And then the stakes are even when Superman is there, the stakes still feel high because well, the mother boxes and yeah. unity and everything. Well, the so. stake the stakes are still high because uh, yeah. at this point, Superman um, isn't really enough to stop it. Everyone kind of dies, and you kind of see them get to integrated which is kind yeah. of fucking yeah crazy you see Pretty superman gnarly. just be all blood and guts and like he gets regenerated yeah. because the flash saves the day the flash. <laughs> i can't maintain this <laughs> the flash is useful <laughs> in this movie wow boy is moving that shit was dope yeah what'd you guys think about the flash being used what'd you guys think about the seed of generals i thought that was, was really cool i think paid off it's really cool to see like i i absolutely love watching uh stefan wolf get like bodied around like a ping pong ball by each <laughs> oh of the superheroes i thought it was so funny like having superman just come in and in that line too where it the axe hits his shoulder he's just like not impressed i'm like yes okay oh thank you there we go Um, but i i really like the flash uh, having that moment of like rewinding time is so cool um and I mean, I feel like he said, I can't maintain this like five times. Victor, I can't hold this. watching the whole time too, which I think yeah, is exactly. Oh, yeah, Darkseid is just fucking, Darkseid is just watching. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So <laughs> I think the whole scene is, it was done way better. Um, yes. And it doesn't just feel like uh, silly. Okay, come together. I, especially one thing too that I really liked about the new one is in the Joss Whedon one, Superman shows up and they're like, "Okay, buy time." And he's like, "Wait, I hear civilians," and then flies away immediately. Like mm-hmm. they need him to go toe to toe with Steppenwolf, and he just like disappears yeah. in the Joss Whedon one. But in this <laughs> one, he's like, "Okay, yeah. I know what I'm doing now." Yeah. <laughs> I really like the fact that the Flash is actually doing shit this time around because he's he's pretty lame in that entire final sequence in the 2017 version of it. And like here, yeah. he kind of saves everyone. Like he's like the he's yeah. the king of this shit. Like he everyone's dead and he actually rewinds time to fix that, which is like that Straight just up. felt so badass. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like there were going to be consequences with that. I don't know. I got the feeling that's like, oh, maybe that's going to affect something because well, him yeah, fucking point. with time like that way. It's like, oh, maybe. You know, maybe there's going to be some kind of consequences for that eventually. Yeah, Flashpoint. I, yeah, I definitely yeah, think that'll come that. back into play in the uh, in the in the Flash movie in a standalone movie. I think we'll we'll see some of the repercussions of that. Right, and we get we can understand it better now. It's like, oh shit, okay, yeah, he messed with time. That's the result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I also really like too how he is constantly. He says that like his one rule is that he doesn't mess with time, and so it tells mm-hmm. us that he has done this before. Like maybe something he messed with time previously, and that messed something up, and so maybe we'll hear about that in yeah. Flashpoint. Um, yeah. What's well, interesting, but- he says, uh, "Make make your own future, make your own past," because the whole mm-hmm. thing with Flashpoint is that he went back in time and stopped his mom's death. So, uh, and that's what sets off the events of Flashpoint and creates the alternate future. So, yeah, that was pretty interesting. I think one of the yeah. things that I liked about this scene too was um, when Superman first shows up in the 2017 Justice League, he like, he just flies in and then he drops his line. He's like, 
I'm a fan of truth, but I also believe in justice. I was like, oh, <laughs> God. And I was oh. absent from this one. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm dead. Yeah, because that was corny as fuck in the last one, man. He just <laughs> comes and starts bullying Stephen Wolf. It's like, we need you to dog that guy right there. We're going to get these fucking mother boxes. Yeah, yeah I even I really- enjoyed it when Cyborg calls his name. He's like, Superman. It just it, it feels cool. You'll hear like his name being called too much. And it was just... In the last one, it felt way corny, but in this one, it's, it's just it's, it's cool. Yeah, just yeah. just in general, there was such a uh, increased sense of camaraderie between everyone, like in in the group, just like going back and forth, and like in oh, the yeah. in the final fight in the original, everyone felt so isolated doing their own thing, and like here, everyone was kind of helping each other out and like looking at each other, acknowledging each other, and it, it so just much made more the of a scene team. flow. United. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> yeah, straight up. Like even that scene when they're walking into the the science building and and uh, Cyborg's dad's like, oh, ne- never mind. I did uh, get everyone out. I get everyone out. And no mm-hmm. one is allowed in. Like they're walking in there together, all of them to. They just they look like such a team. It's very cool. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much the movie. I guess now we just got the epilogue, which it's good. Uh, you know, it's, it's I feel like it's uh, all of Zack Snyder's post credits thrown into a 20 minute or like 15 minute epilogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was nice. We got to see a uh, nightmare future with uh, Jared Leto's Joker. Mm-hmm. We get to see um, what Martian Manhunter show up and be like, Hey, I'm, I want to be on your team. Yeah. yeah it's like cameos throughout. It's like the world almost ended twice and Martian Manhunter is like, ah, shit. Next time though. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I got, I got you, you guys. I got you guys next time. I'll, I'll pull yeah. up next time. <laughs> I, I, I owe you a couple. <laughs> uh, it's just like um, you know that was that was cool. Like uh, you know, it's all it's all cool. Um, it, I don't think that blog really means anything unless we get a confirmation that. Snyder is returning you know what I mean yeah mm. yeah so with with yeah because in the epilogue that sequence with uh you know Cyborg and Mara and Batman uh it can be a little just out of left field it's like what the hell is going on and then you know you realize what it could potentially be leading to so it's it was cool I like the epilogue I think it wrapped things up nicely yeah mm-hmm. uh so fun fact for you guys here uh so the epilogue uh Justice League Part Two was actually supposed to have. Um, so the way that Lois died is because Bruce actually failed to protect her. Um, so that's why uh, Superman turns evil, and uh, kind of a la Injustice. Mm-hmm, right, <laughs> right, Injustice, so, where Superman goes yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like an Injustice first type thing, but um, the plan for Justice League Two was supposed to be that um, Bruce actually sacrifices himself to save Lois. Because she was pregnant, they named their son Bruce Kent, and Bruce ends up being future Batman. Right, uh, right. So Superman and Lois Lane's kid ends up taking up the Batman mantle. Which is which is fucking awful. And Zack <laughs> Snyder has some bad ideas sometimes, but yeah, um, yeah, don't yeah, need that. That's kind of where the direction he was headed. Right. It's like um, if that's the son of Superman, he's too super to be Batman. You can have Batman flying <laughs> around with laser vision and shit. It's like what? Yeah. Well, yeah. Superman's son doesn't always have powers. Yeah, I guess you can't assume that, but Snyder's one of those weird things where it's like when like and as much as I want to say, like, you know, leave him alone to do his own thing and like let him have complete creative control, because when he does, we get movies like this, which was great. Uh, we got BBS. some. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He, he, I wanted to say this at the beginning of the pod, but he also I'm not a fan of Man of Steel very much or BBS. And mm-hmm. so, like, you know, if you let him lose too much, he, he has some pretty shitty ideas. He needs and- boundaries. He needs yeah. parameters. <laughs> I, I, I actually like I actually like Man of Steel a lot, but um, 
I feel like you can see Christopher Nolan's influence a little bit more on that one because he served way more uh, as an executive producer on that one than on Batman versus Superman, which is just straight Snyder going all ham. Him, all you know? him, yeah. Yeah, he he definitely needs to be kind of reeled back sometimes. I feel like he does kind of need that studio interference, but not in the same sense where like Warner Brother needs to like chill out a bit because they're like trying to control that shit way too heavy with DC. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, when he gets uh when he starts letting loose a little too hard, his ideas can get pretty bad. But he's got yeah. some some good stuff there too. Yeah. I mean, even in Justice League, I feel like he reeled it back a bit after Batman versus Superman. And that's why this movie for better or worse, feels more like Man of Steel than it does feel Batman versus Superman. To me, mm-hmm. it felt like Man of Steel with different characters, like the pacing, mm-hmm. the way that everyone's set up and everything. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely like Man of Steel more than I like Batman versus Superman by far. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no yeah. question. <laughs> All righty. So, out of um, five mother boxes, oh, what do you guys give this? Five mother boxes. Oh, yeah. I got to hear the boys first. I, I want to hear you guys. I, you know what? I think I'm going to give this four and a half mother boxes. Oh, man. Nice. I'm, I'm going to go nice. with the high rating because I feel like so pleased right now as a DC fan. Like, I feel like I kind of got everything that the original cut failed to give me as like a Justice League fan as like a fan of these yes. characters. And mm-hmm. like, so there's a lot of criticisms that I could get into, but I almost don't care to. Not worth because, it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, Because uh, that just feels so ridiculous to do because like this is so much better than what we originally got. So why would mm-hmm. I really try and critique it? Because I'm I'm just happy as a DC fan. Like I, I kind of got oh, everything I wanted. Yeah. yeah, I probably have to go with like a four or four and a half as well. Like I maybe it's just because the original Justice League was so bad that this mm-hmm. one I'm like, wow, this is so much better. Um, but I really liked like all the characters, like having actual backstories to have these characters like be a part of their acting and i think it really influenced too especially like specifically cyborg just is so much better like so yeah, much yeah. more well done and like there are so many great things that uh zack snyder had in this movie that joss whedon just threw out the window and i question why like there's mm-hmm. so much greatness to it so oh. i think i have to give it like a four and a half or a four Nice, nice, nice. I'm gonna have to ride off that wave real quick. I'm gonna go with a 4.5 out of five mother boxes. You nice. dig that? Yeah, it was just it was something. I think this is gonna go down as one of the best DC movies ever because it's so DC inclusive. There's so many cool characters that are brought in from different worlds, like Atlantis, like Amazons. Uh, it, was, it was so well done, and uh, yeah, 4.5 for me. Yeah, what you got, Joe? I'm gonna say, yeah, no, I. Three nine four. I mean, I might as well just round it up a bit. I gave it a three nine initially because I, I thought it, it was good in that like 70% range, you know, mm-hmm. just because I, I love that it was a great improvement. That's awesome. And like Zach got to make his vision and sure. it's amazing. Um, I mean, it's still it still tells the same story, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it follows the same like storyline as or plot as the original movie. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, I think it's solid. Yeah. Four, four. Nice. I'll give it a four. Four. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll give it a. I'll give it a four. Yeah, I'll give it a four just because. Uh, yeah, like you guys said, you guys pretty much summed it up. Four out of five mother boxes. <laughs> I, I, I do want to. I want to ask you guys this though, because this is something that we say a lot: is that like whenever we watch new DC movies that are part of this universe, and we we say like, 
oh like this is the best dc movie but that statement doesn't really have like a lot of like weight to it you know because not a lot of them are solid movies so (laughs) would you guys say like like it's a good dc movie but not like within that uh that that parameter does that make sense you know like comparing it to the other ones Mm -hmm. like is it actually like a good solid movie yeah i think yeah I think it it does be it's a very solid movie and it's sad to that we didn't get that originally because I feel like it would have done wonders uh, for DC if that was what we got in 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I do think it really it's really as a movie on its own is amazing and it really stands on its own. Um, It sucks that a lot of the great concepts that were hinted at or teased at um, there's not a whole lot of hope that we're going to get them, um, but right. hopefully it can somehow like with Flashpoint or something be tied back in because I really do like this movie. And I think that even with a four hour movie, I was in- entertained like the entire way through. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. Uh, it's about as good to me as Endgame is, uh, you know, uh, because Endgame at the end of the day as a movie can't really stand on its own it's a lot of fan service mm-hmm. and it's uh but i i love endgame um it was made for us but um yeah you know the thing about it is it doesn't really stand on its own as a movie but i still like it as much as i like this one which i feel like stands on on its own as a movie more than endgame does just because yeah it, it fleshes out everything in the same movie and everything it's, it stands on its own it does uh but yeah, I feel like Endgame and this movie are. I hold them at about the same same level, just because they're both. They both feel like, as a fan, they're they're great, and it's fan service done the right way. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I'm pretty much yeah. in the exact same boat with that. Like, I I think it does stand on its own as its own as its own movie, and mm-hmm. you know, like it, it does kind of. It's a sequel to Batman versus Superman, so I feel like if you haven't seen that, you might be like a little bit confused, but. Like, this is just a great comic book movie and, like, definitely one of the best comic book movies that, like, it just gets that vibe. It really nails, like, what those comic books feel, uh, what they feel like and all what those characters are like. And, yeah, I, I think it stands on its own as a, as a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think it's one of the most well-done comic book movies cool. and I think it, it stands on its own, so... Cool. Mm-hmm. I that's great really that cool. uh that they got a second chance to make it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If only yeah, they had but, just um, done yeah. it right the first time. Yeah, no, and I was actually kind of curious about that. Is that like, do you guys think uh, if Zack Snyder's vision got released in 2017, would it have been this four-hour movie, or like, would it nah. have been as good? I see a three and a half hour movie here, yeah. And then you could cut that down to a three-hour theatrical cut, three Absolutely. and a half hour director's cut. Yeah, he did know? it for BVS. BVS was long as shit in the fucking movie theater. I think if this were to be dropped in 2017, he just cut out a lot because he'd have that first go round to just explain everything rather than having so much I, I want to see more long movies. I want to see more like more comic book stories be told in this format where it's not really a mini series. It's not really it's just a long movie, you know yeah, what I mean? And with different parts, man. It was so cool how they did different parts of this. It's you know like, what I mean? I I feel like this is yeah. um if if more things could tell the story this way, it would be cool. I don't know. I, I like really long movies. Like, you know, and I feel like mm-hmm. the home streaming thing really makes it possible. Um, yeah. Even like the Hateful Eight, that was a long ass movie. Mm-hmm. I had an intermission, and on Netflix they made it even longer with the director's cut, and they made it straight up into a mini series. But yeah. uh, with with home streaming, you're able to release more more of that content, and I would just like to see this this 
type of storytelling done more often because I, I would watch a, a four hour Marvel movie so well like if, yeah. if they if because Marvel oftentimes does feel rushed because they don't have enough time to to flesh stuff out you know like yeah. WandaVision would have been way better as a five hour movie four hour movie you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> I feel that you know what I mean I feel that for sure I uh, I, I think it's it's interesting because I think if this movie had come out in 2017 and it was like three and a half or three hours long um people would be more skeptical with like that long of a movie uh but i think now it's just like a sign of the times with everyone being in quarantine and stuff we'd sit through like an entire show like everyone sat through the entirety of tiger king and probably binged it in like one day Um, (laughs) and so it's it's i think it's people are more used to sitting and watching or would be more open to sitting and watching like a four-hour movie um, so I think it really worked in its favor that it was that long, even though most of the time people are like four hours, geez. Um, but yeah. we're so used to these days just like sitting and watching a TV show uh, for that long. It doesn't really end up feeling that long. Like when we watched it, we took a break right in the middle and it didn't even mm-hmm. feel like two two hour movies. Um, so, yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, cool. I don't really have uh, any any issue with the runtime, you know, like I, I do think if they had released it in theaters, we probably would have got like a three hour movie like you guys had said. But I, I think the four hour just serves to make this all all, all the much better. You know, it, it really gives comic yeah. book fans and superhero fans just like the time that these characters deserve. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Yeah. And okay. kind of backtracking just a little bit. Uh, I wanted to talk about how you guys felt about just like the setup for like the future and and dark side just as like the main villain because that that scene we kind of briefly yeah. skimmed over it where where they're looking at each other through the portal i got yes. like full-on chills and just everyone in the room was like oh shit like this is crazy hmm. yeah yeah i think i think they're gonna let snyder do it just because um like i said even casual people that don't follow this stuff they saw this movie and were like yeah this is great you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I remember there's a quote from Zack Snyder. You know, last a couple of weeks ago, he did say that he wants to move on from comic book movies. But he also said, like, I think like a week ago, something along the lines of, um, if you were to ask me what would be more likely, me doing the my Snyder cut or me doing a sequel to Justice League, I would say doing a sequel to Justice League. Mm. He, You know, he said that, which is kind of cryptic. And it's like, Okay, well, he did the Snyder Cut, so the chances of him doing a sequel are probably pretty high. Absolutely, mm-hmm. man. Especially, like you said, bro, like I got chills during that scene, and it was cool. It was a brief moment, but it's something that can definitely lead to a, a really cool sequel. I mean, yeah, people are asking me about it. They're like, is there going to be a sequel? I'm like, um, I'll ask the boys when we review this motherfucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm like, I'm getting the vibes of that. And uh, yeah, man, I would love to see it. I would and love and to it, see it might as well be Zack Snyder doing it. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. Dark well, Side like, as the bad guy. It'd just be so, so awesome to see. You. On top of that, Ray Fisher said he's not coming back unless Snyder is directing. Right. So like they kind of like to continue this story properly, they kind of have to bring Snyder back. And on top of that, They've kind of got themselves in this weird chokehold now where like everyone's going to be pressuring them to like restore the Snyderverse, you know, make make yeah. a sequel to this. I don't, so, I don't like, mind if they recast Ray Fisher, honestly. <laughs> really? I thought he was he was great. And I would really like no, no, to yeah, see no, I think he, he bodied yeah. this. His acting no, was he, very. Yeah, he, he, he's great. But like yeah. if, if his politics are going to keep him out of the movie, then it's like, yeah, go ahead and yeah. stop, stop fucking around. Just get another cyborg. Yeah, <laughs> I think this story is powerful enough to move on. Uh, if, if without Ray Fisher, I would love to see the boy because we saw more of his acting on display in this and he did re- very well. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man. But I think, shit, that's 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 the show. What, yeah. a, what a review. Mm-hmm. 
What a review. That was, My that was great, we, man. Yeah, that was awesome. We, yeah, we, it's, it's great, great, yeah. great doing this with you guys. Thank you guys for doing it. Oh, thank you guys for doing it with us. Like, this is so awesome to be able to do a podcast with people like across, like so such a far distance away, and just yeah. joining on Zoom. It's so cool. Yeah, and Nova what, Scotia what is, is like on there? the on the eastern side, right, of Canada. Yeah, yeah uh, it is five nineteen at the moment. Five nineteen. Oh, it's one nineteen over here. Yeah, we <laughs> over here in Cali, type near L.A. The boys are out in. Canada, that's that's so dope, man. It's so I'm cool sure that it's... I, you know what? Because of the pandemic, I think it's opened our eyes to what's possible, the types of communication and all that. And this is this was so much fun. So yeah, mm -hmm. thanks thanks for coming on, fellas. Before we uh, we completely wrap, like you know, COVID as, as a thing out here has been you know obviously still we still felt its presence and it's still bad, but like up in LA, like that shit's way worse where you guys are at. So like, how have you guys been hanging in there? Like, is it? Uh, you guys haven't been able to been to movie theaters since like last March, right? Or before that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Movie theaters are closed. Yeah. Like a well, they're open now. The movie theaters are <laughs> yeah, slow, open. They're slowly Every, opening, but yeah, it's no, been a I lot. I wouldn't say slowly. Everything just fucking went bam this week. Yeah. Right. But things are opening at a certain capacity. Like the gym, it's the gyms are open, but some gyms are just letting a certain amount of people in. Yeah, I we're believe doing, it's we're the doing same. 50%. Yeah. So, week. cause I don't think like for the movie theater, for example, I don't think it's open at full capacity. I don't think they're going to let it's at 25%. In. 25. Right, exactly. Yeah. So things are mod are slowly opening up, yeah. but yeah, man, it's uh, a lot of outdoor dining out here. A lot of people right, in right. Uh, like Orange County don't give a damn. There, yeah. they've been fucking. Yeah. Open Orange County's been open. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the LA area, but Orange County uh, people down there, they're just <laughs> a lot of entitled. Yeah, people yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of rich a lot of uh, people. There's a lot of like like separate counties or whatever, and they all follow their own like kind of covid rules exactly. so orange county is like kind of like south of la it's kind of like a beachy area and um they they pretty so much didn't, Bryant lived yeah they Kobe pretty Bryant much didn't really <laughs> they pretty much didn't really care about uh about like covid regulations and stuff they kind of kept things open well like they weren't as strict as like other places but during covid i actually <laughs> i drove down there to watch tenant in a movie theater so that was that was kind of cool. That was in like, <laughs> I think that was like in August or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw, yeah we, oh, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, bro. We we saw Tenet in the IMAX theater, and I was like, God damn, this is dope. But that sound mixing is brutal. I can't even like watch this movie in this oh, theater because it's just too loud. Yeah, oh, yeah. Earplugs. Pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. But to answer your question, man, like during the pandemic, uh, what's been getting us through me through at least is doing the pod on a weekly now too. It's really cool to do this and. Uh, work's been keeping me busy, but some of the gyms are still open, so I'd be hitting the gym. But I think it's a good time to get creative with all types of different things, man. Writing. I want to do a lot more writing and a lot more acting, but it's, it's hard to get up and act right now. But different ways to get creative, man. And this pod has been a big outlet for me. Yeah, same for us, man, for sure. It's just, you know, having that uh, that platform and like knowing that people are listening to just talk about movies and talk about kind of just life and whatever we're feeling each week definitely yeah. has uh, has got, gotten us through the year for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. It's collaborations like this. So, uh, yeah. Uh, listeners, please follow the dive in movie cast. You know what I'm saying? Instagram, Twitter, all that. Um, yeah, please tell, tell the listeners your guys' handles, uh, that way we make sure that they follow you correctly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, my at is Hayden Kutris, uh, and Wesley's go ahead. Yours is just the same name. Right? Yeah. Mine is uh, at Wesley Giffen. And then you can check out our Instagram, which is at the dive in movie cast where we post lots of movie stuff and things. So, Yes. Uh, yeah, that's kind of 
it for us. And then uh, for you, for our listeners, you guys can plug all your stuff too. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, I, I actually, I, I think you guys know I do this cast of color pod and I also do the age narrative pod. So both age are on fire, man, fire, both, both Instagram and Twitter. So would love for anyone to check those out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Follow that. The age narrative, follow the cast of color. Again, this was, uh, this was so dope and hopefully we can do this again, fellas, because yeah, we love you guys. show. You guys know your shit. Uh, yeah. It's, it was a lot of fun. So any, any other closing thoughts before we, we wrap this gentlemen? Uh, let's restore the Snyderverse, man. I want to see more. Wear a mask, wash your hands. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Easy. exactly. Yo, stay safe, y'all. Uh, we should definitely do another episode soon. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, it was a pleasure, guys. And uh, so this is the cast of color with a special uh, collab signing off. Out. All right. Cool. Out. We out. Diver movie cast. Yeah, and we're yeah, we're the Diver Movie Cast. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, yeah. Peace.